is the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. Real Presence Radio is now on Amazon devices. To listen to your station, just ask Alexa to enable the Real Presence Radio skill and let her know which station you'd like to listen to, by major city, like Sioux Falls, Fargo, or Rochester, or by signal, like FM 104.1 or FM 89.9. You can also visit the Alexa Skills Marketplace and search for Real Presence Radio. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on your Amazon devices, and coming soon to Google Home Devices. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. We have some exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus the Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the East at 3 p.m. and the new show Doctor Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back. I'm Heather Caro and you're listening to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith and it's a beautiful day in the upper Midwest. We're experiencing Catholic life and talking about things of faith how the Lord is blessing us each and every day. Yes, thank you for joining us. It's been a great first hour. If you missed any of our interviews during that first hour, you can always check out our Facebook, or not Facebook, I've said that a lot, our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com. We'll have the podcast up later today. Um, and you can check out some of the interesting interviews. We talked about a bishop on a motorcycle earlier, so if you missed that, Check us out, yourcatholicradiostation.com. We're going to head on over now to talk with Heidi Indall. Heidi, are you on with us? I am. Thank you for joining us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Like you said, my name is Heidi. Uh, I am a once upon a time curriculum designing teacher blogger thing, turned into (laughs) a homeschool mom, turned into an author, and most of the time I just do the mom thing. (laughs) Um, My husband and I, we live um, on a little hobby farm in southeast Minnesota with our seven kids and a host of other little critters, and um, that's kind of a nutshell version, I guess. (laughs) So you said you're an author. When did you start writing? I started writing um, curriculum, actually, like uh, for schools and uh, homeschools. Uh, many years ago, and I uh, was actually working on a book uh, called The 67 Ways to Do the Corporal Works of Mercy with Kids, mm. and 
uh, I was working on that book, which was very much, you know, that's what I was used to writing about, things like that. And I, and I started to really feel like I wanted to write more about um, pregnancy and infant loss. So I started writing more about that. And that's actually probably when I actually would have called myself an author when I started writing more about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Heidi, being a mom of seven, can you tell us how, you know, having a large family has been a blessing to your life and how you've seen God's goodness and beauty in your family? Oh, so many ways every single day. I think when you wake up and you see the world through the eyes of a toddler, at the same time you see the eyes of the world through the eyes of a teenager, um, it just really forces you to think about just all of that and how it all fits together. Um, I just love throughout my day being able to get those little glimpses into how they think about things. Um, Their worldview is substantially less cluttered and Mm -hmm. less complicated than mine is um you know they really help kind of roughen they smooth out the rough spots you know (laughs) and i think they soften my soft spot on top of that so well and i think that's a good reminder to all of us parents to maybe stop and pay attention to that a little bit more um that innocence that they have because it doesn't last long no it doesn't it doesn't so how old are your children uh my youngest it will be two in a couple weeks and my oldest is 15. Wow. Busy. Yeah. Heidi. They, they do keep me busy. <laughs> yeah. Heidi, something you just mentioned a moment ago was the topic of infant loss, and that's a tender area for many of our, our church members who have had that experience in their family life, who have gone through a miscarriage. What was that experience like for you, and how are you provoked to write about that and share that with the rest of the world? Yeah, you know, my husband and I have had three miscarriages of stillbirth, and we've also had an infant death following, you know, poor prenatal diagnosis. And I, I have to tell you that these five kids that don't live in my house, that I don't get to parent on a daily basis, they affect me every bit as much as my living children. Um, they have taught me, they have just, you know, when we talk a lot in the Catholic Church about the dignity of every human person from conception to natural death. And when you see that whole span in just even a few short weeks in your own child, you just come to know that in a very intimate way. Um, And you just have to respond to that in a new way. And in doing that, I really have learned how to surrender my story to God's narrative instead of the narrative Mm -hmm. that I want to write all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, as a writer, I want everything to have a nice, easily wrapped together happy ending mm-hmm. but it just doesn't always happen that way for us um so that's kind of why i started writing more about pregnancy and infant loss because it is kind of a missing voice sometimes um and well what do you do with it you know what do you, how do you rectify all of this tragic experience with you know your faith and your family and what you might be called to do next well, and I think in so many oppor- or so many times in our uh, current situation in our society, you know, they hear about a miscarriage and it's just kind of forgotten about. Um, it's kind of like, oh, sorry to hear that, and then they move on with their lives. How do- how does that affect you? How has talking about it more been helpful for you? You know, in talking about it, if people give me permission to keep grieving, and you're absolutely right because a lot of women don't get that permission and they hear and it's even beyond just, you know, friends and family and the idea that we should move on. 
mm-hmm. it's our greater culture that is debating constantly whether their child was really a child, mm-hmm. very publicly and a very and that's that's extraordinarily difficult for families. It's extraordinarily difficult for me. Um, you know, at first I really struggled with you know, to fight that voice of the culture that's saying your baby wasn't really a life, that baby wasn't important because they weren't very old or whatever the story may be. Um, to fight that voice is not, it's not easy, and um, it requires really digging into your faith and holding on to those promises, and um, for me, writing and talking about it is, is it's actually nice, because I always want to give people permission to keep talking about it, mm-hmm. but in talking about it, I get to talk about it all the time. <laughs> so I get to share my girl's story with, um, you know, people all over, and it's really helped me. Um, grow as a person too. Heidi, as an author who is really, you know, always is be able to share that story and that experience with others, how many other moms have reached out to mm. you and shared with you their own experience? Is that something that happens to you on a regular basis? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll even be just at like, you know, a conference for something not related to that. I'm not speaking, I'm not vendoring, I'm not doing anything. I'm just there as an attendee. And I'll share a little bit of a story and someone will, um, or I'll talk to someone that saw me last year at the same conference and has since had a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had women after I speak come up to me who's, who lost a baby 50, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. and they still remember, and they just want someone to listen to their story. They just want to hear that their baby's life was important because it, their child's life was important, and mm-hmm. um, they just want to hear it. In a lot of ways, I put together, um, I have a book called Blessed is the Fruit of Thy Womb, Rosary Reflections for Miscarriage, Stillbirth, and Infant Loss. And in a lot of ways, I put my experience with the rosary and healing um, following loss, I put that into a book format to field all the questions. And in some ways, it's my very long, protracted answer to all the emails that I would get saying, um, you know, my cousin just had a loss or my... I just found out I'm having a miscarriage, and what do I say? What do I do? This mm-hmm. is kind of my really long answer to that question, because I was never secretive about my losses. I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't have even necessarily considered myself a Catholic author. I just wrote about Catholic things. You know, I wrote about education things, and I happened to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was never secretive about my losses. I talked about them on my, my, you know, my little corner of social media. And so people would kind of find that and send me these emails and ask questions, um, and so this, the book has actually kind of became my answer to that. That's a beautiful testimony and also sharing how, you know, the life of grace and, and marriage and family life has also strengthened you. Uh, again, we're talking with Heidi Indall here, and she's actually an author and, and involved in social media, uh, sharing the faith, sharing her experience of family life. Uh, could you say again the title of that book that you just spoke about, Heidi? Where, what's the name sure. of that book, and where can our listeners find it? I'm sure any of our great Catholic bookstores mm-hmm. were, were broadcasting from the Mustard Seed today, but uh, where can they, they get that book? Um, so the book is Blessed is the Fruit of Thy Womb, Rosary for Reflections for Miscarriage, Stillbirth, and Infant Loss. It's kind of a combination, kind of walks through each of the mysteries of the rosary with a little reflection from me, a prayer prompt, um, and then some space for journaling and some kind of discussion questions for reflection questions for each mystery. Um, and it is available from our Sunday visitor. Um, 
And I think, you know, I think, like you said, it's probably available. You know, I know for sure it's on Amazon. And I, But our Sunday visitor is who um, owns that book right now. So, And that's great. So, yeah. And, of course, all our, our listening area, all the Catholic booksellers, if you want to sp- support your local economy, you can always, uh, our Sunday visitor, visitor they, they, they can get those books at any of your local retailers as well. Um, and, you know, how has being an author and being in the public space, Heidi, how has that, you mentioned about how we're currently um, in this culture tension and mm-hmm. giving a testimony to the dignity of human life. And by sharing your faith and sharing your testimony, you've really experienced that f- firsthand. How has that, um, what gives you strength in the, face, in the face of that tension to continue to give a, a testimony mm-hmm. to the dignity of the human person? Right, you know, it isn't it isn't really always easy. You know, sometimes I um, I can easily forget that I am also a grieving mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to make sure that I take time for myself to step away um, and take care of my own spiritual health. Um, and just remembering that just because that I've chosen to share all this publicly doesn't mean that I have to share every moment in real time publicly. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that I try to protect. Um, kind of my own heart in dealing with some really um, sometimes contentious issues. Um, I tend to try to stay away too much publicly from the, the political side of it and really just focus on the moms and the women and the families um, to just to really support them because they're the ones that are living that in real time and really hurting, um, you know, and they just, they're the ones that really need the support. So I try really hard to keep my ministry, whether it's my comments on social media or otherwise, really focused on that and try to stay away too much from the politics. Um, now my friends will tell you that behind closed doors when I'm not on the computer, I'll talk about <laughs> politics all day. But, uh, but you know, from a ministry standpoint, both to protect my own heart and um, my own family, but also just to really protect um, the hearts of those women, to let them know that someone hears them. Mm-hmm. And that this is hard for them, and I, yeah, and it's okay that it's hard for them. Right. Well, and you'll be speaking um, in Bismarck coming up soon at Max's Mission. Uh, real briefly, we're running out of time, unfortunately, this morning. Uh, what will you be speaking about at this event? Yeah, I am super excited to be coming to Bismarck. What I really want to do when I come and speak is I want people to walk away knowing that they have done something absolutely beautiful for God in being open to the life of their child, for caring Mm -hmm. for it as long as God allowed them, and in continuing to honor and celebrate their child, no matter how long it's been since their loss. You know, it is a tough world that they're living in to really honor their child's life, and it can be easy to to start to close in on themselves and forget to invite Christ into their suffering, but also to offer their suffering back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, their stories matter. And they matter for, to the families, and they matter to all of us. They matter to the whole narrative of our church. Um, and, you know, the more we all continue to kind of strive to align our hopes and dreams and plans for our family with what God's vision and plans for our family are, you know, I think mm-hmm. we all grow stronger as individuals and as a church. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Heidi, for joining us this morning. Yeah, it was great to be here.
If you'd like to hear Heidi and all speaking, she'll be in Bismarck um, June 19th. The Office of Family Ministry will be hosting Max's Mission Dinner and Talk. Uh, the dinner will begin at 5.30, and it's held at the Country Club in Bismarck. Um, if you are interested and want to find out more information, visit thebismarckdiocese.com, or you can call Tara Brook. Her number is, let's see, area code 701 204-7209. Uh, the dinner is free, but registration is mandatory. So you absolutely have to sign up. You can go to BismarckDiocese.com or you can call Tara at 701-204-7209 if you would like to hear um, Heidi Indall speak at this great event. It sounds like an amazing event, Heidi. We're glad that you'll be there next Wednesday. It's a week from today, Wednesday, June 19th at Max's Mission Dinner in Bismarck. All right. Well, thanks for t taking time to be with us this morning. Up next, it's time to take the 10-minute tour around our listening area with local events. And later in the show, we'll get an update on the Living Mission campaign in the Diocese of Rapid City. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this break on Real Presence Live. And local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We have some exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus the Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the East at 3 p.m. and the new show Doctor Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. My name's Father Tim Smith. Thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore. 
It's been a great morning, great interviews. Heidi was a great interview, our last interview. Yeah, a great event happening. Definitely check it out. Your Catholic radio station. Oh, but we got to go on a trip, Father. All right. We're going to head on first to Eli, Minnesota. Angie, are you on with us? I am. Tell us all about your event. So we are having a summer um, youth days where we're inviting all the elementary school kids to come and learn about the heroes of the Old Testament. Fun. So we're meeting on Wednesdays from 9 to 2. Wonderful. So tell us, um, costs, what are activities that are going on? Yeah, it's $5 a Wednesday, and we're just learning about different Old Testament heroes. We're doing lessons, we're doing music, we're doing crafts, we're doing um, recess, just kind of a day to hang out with the kids and and learn about some of the Old Testament heroes. Okay, and what is the cost for that? It's $5 a Wednesday. $5 a Wednesday. Let's see. So, parish office to register? What are some of yep. the details with that? Do you have the number for that? Yep, if you just call the parish office, it's 218-365-4017. And what if you have family or friends that are visiting? Can they come? Absolutely, yep. And you can even show up the day of. Oh, really? Wonderful. So, again, what are the dates of that? Starting when? Um, So we've had two. We're having one right now today. And then we have two more. The two last two Wednesdays in June, we have two more. So. Okay. And that's open. 19th and the 26th. 19th and 26th. Okay. And that's from 9 to 2. And where is that located? At St. Anthony's Catholic Church. It's um, right in Ely, Minnesota. Ely. Sorry, I mispronounced that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any last thoughts before we let you go, Angie? No, that's all. All right, good. Sounds like a great time. Good luck on your events. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll get theme music. (laughs) That sounds like a fun time. So we're going to move on over to Duluth. Elizabeth is on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Elizabeth. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me on. And tell us all about the festival that's going on. Yeah, so we have um, at St. Benedict's Parish in Duluth, we have our annual festival coming up um, on July 11th. It's actually the feast day of St. Benedict's this year. So um, we have our annual festival, and it's going to start with our pastor father, Joel's going to be offering Mass at 515. Um, and then after Mass, everyone's welcome into the parking lot for a pig roast, um, lots of other good food, some root beer float, um, and then just some fun. We have some bounce houses out for the kids and some obstacle courses. Um, so it'll just be a good time with some entertainment, some food, some fellowship, and celebrating St. Benedict. So. Oh, fun. How, how, what's the cost for the event? Oh, it's free. It's, so it's free, open to everyone. Um, our parishioners will be bringing in some side dishes, but anyone is welcome to come. Wonderful. And where can they find more information on this festival? Um, you can find more information on our website, um, stbendsdeluth.org. Um, so more information there, or yeah, you can give our parish office a call too. Okay. And can you repeat the date and time of the event? Yeah. So it's July 11th. Um, from 5.15 p.m. to 8 p.m. Wonderful. And there's no cost for that, and there's going to be activities for kids. What kind of things are they going to be doing? Yeah, so we have, um, we rented an inflatable bounce house, and we also have an obstacle course. 
Um, and then there's other little activities to do as well in the parking lot. So. Sounds like a great Lots event. Lots of fun for the family. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And the website, one more time. Eventsdeluce.org. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. And yeah, it sounds like you. a great event. Thank you. Yes, it will be fun. Thanks. Okay, we're cruising right along. We're heading on over now to Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, we've got Marilyn on the phone. Marilyn, good morning. Are you with us, Marilyn? Okay, tell us all about the event you have going on. Are you with us, Marilyn? Well, there's an event that's happening in Rochester, and it's an inspiring multimedia presentation by Kevin Dunn. He's a filmmaker and pro-life speaker, director of Fatal Flaws, the Euthanasia Deception, the Vanier Way with Jean Vanier, and producer at the National March for Life. And so the big question is, if you're confused about physician-assisted dying and about this pressing ethical issue in the life of the world today, you're invited to come June 17th at 7 p.m. at the RCTC Height Center Commons, and that's right there in Rochester at 1926 College View Road in Rochester, Minnesota. And so that's June 17th at 7 p.m. for an inspiring presentation by Mr. Kevin Dunn. Kevin's been an activist and a pro-life speaker for years, and on June 17th at 7 p.m., he's going to be giving information and an education and a catechesis on the dignity of human life and physician-assisted suicide. Contact for the information is livingdyingrochester at gmail.com. The evening is free of charge, and there's a goodwill offering that would be gratefully accepted for the event. Again, that's June 17th at 7 p.m. at the RCTC Heights Center Commons in Rochester. Sounds like a really important event for those to attend. And uh, livingdyingrochester at gmail.com is where you should go. All right. So we're moving right along. We are going to talk about the beloved Women's Conference is coming up this weekend here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Women who are daughters, women who are sisters and friends, women who are others, grandmothers, wives, it's time to celebrate who you are. The beloved Women's Conference will be held in Sioux Falls at the Convention Center this Saturday, June 15th for Catholic Women's Conference with special guests Jennifer Fulweiler and Barbara Hale. Take a day to rest and be renewed by inspiring talks and joyful community. Register today at sfcatholic.org. I know that there is a cost to the retreat, but I heard that there's going to be wine and chocolate. So ladies, if you're going to be around the Sioux Falls area, I would highly recommend driving in for it. It's going to be this Saturday, June 15, the Catholic Women's Conference with speakers Jennifer Fulweiler and Barbara Hale. Certainly, you can always register for more information at sfcatholic.org. Next event is Mother-Daughter Days in Hankinson, North Dakota, that joined the Franciscan Sisters of Dalingen for their Mother-Daughter Days. The retreat is scheduled for June 27th through the 29th, located at the St. Francis Retreat Center in Hankinson, North Dakota. The theme this year's event is Come to My Heart. You can register by email at ndfranciscan at yahoo.com or calling or texting 
208-1245. Well, and I've heard that this event is a really great opportunity for daughters to see what it would be like to be living the life as a Franciscan sister. And so just a really fun opportunity for mothers and daughters to join together and kind of give them that experience. The date's on that, June 27th through the 29th, and that's located at the Retreat Center in Hankinson, North Dakota. You can get more, more information at Real Presence Radio. All right. Well, that does it for our 10-minute tour. Um, we feature this every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be very happy to feature it. Coming up next, we'll hear how the Diocese of Rapid City is doing with their Living Mission campaign. And later, spiritual wellness is important in the lives of our young people. Hear how one organization is bringing Christ to children coming back from broken homes. Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. 
Good morning, I'm Heather Caro. My name is Father Tim Smith. Thank you for joining us this morning on Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thanks for joining us. It's been quite a busy morning, Father. Yeah. We still have a half hour left. Yeah, many good things happening here in our listening area. Yeah. uh, If you've missed any of our great interviews, you can always check them out later today or tomorrow on realpresenceradio.com. Or no, that's not the website. Use Real Presence Radio (laughs) listening app, which I encourage a lot of my parishioners to use. Uh, I just got fired. Download it on your smartphone, (laughs) and you can go yourcatholicradiostation.com. Of course, you can always check us out on Facebook. You can link to any of our multimedia locations. So no matter where you're at, you can still stay connected to us in our listening area. All right. Well, we have a pro on the line with us now. Father Mike Malloy out of Rapid City uh, is going to be joining us and talking about uh, events that are going on in the Diocese of Rapid City. I hear they have a big campaign going on. And so we're going to get an update from him in just a minute. Um, and he's also one of the hosts for Real Presence Live out of Rapid. Yeah, Father Mike's great, uh, and he's uh, really involved in a, a lot of the great leadership that's happening there in the local church. Um, and, of course, it's a time of year where there are many opportunities for us to stay involved and stay plugged in. We just heard on our 10-minute tour yeah. Um, but a lot of other great things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and for those that don't know, Father Mike Malloy is actually from eastern South Dakota. Yeah, he's originally from the Mobridge <laughs> area, so right near North Dakota as well. So, yeah. Um, so right in the heart of our listening area here. And uh, Catholic Radio is uh, something that we always want to just share the joy of the gospel with everybody, whether you're in southern Minnesota or northern North Dakota, that there's always great things happening in the life of the church. And especially as we come together and share things in common and Mm -hmm. we contribute to the needs of the church and every one of us living in different dioceses at times. Uh, they have opportunities to, you know, give, uh, to tithe, to make gifts of ourselves to the church. And mm-hmm. we're glad this morning to have Father Michael Malloy on the phone with us to tell us about how they're coming together as members of the church and sharing the good things that God has given them. Good morning, Father. Good morning. How are you? Doing very good. <laughs> Hi, Father Mike. Hi, how are you guys? We are doing well. So we wanted to get a quick quick update from you on the living mission campaign going on in rapid city uh can you tell us where where you're at with that well we are um getting kind of toward the end of it uh uh, we're going to wrap up in june and uh uh things are going well as far as we can tell from our the consultants we've been working with and um we've it was a lengthy process a good process that we went through and and uh, we think we're doing pretty good I, i can't remember the exact amount that we've raised thus far but it's close to 10 million dollars wow so father mike for the rest of our listeners who may be familiar with similar campaigns in their own respective diocese what was a living mission campaign and and what was the overall goal Mm -hmm. not just financially but to help support the church um the uh the campaign uh, was it kind of grew out of our um diocesan priority plan um, uh, in, which we put together a few years ago, and we've been um, operating under and using here in our diocese. And one of the things that we had we looked at as part of that um, that campaign is, um, you know, where are we headed? Uh, where do we want to go? How do we continue to live the mission of the diocese of Rapid City? Um, and that resulted in a, a study done of uh, facilities and you know and ministries that we need. Looking at all of that, and the end result of that was develop this campaign. And there were five components. Um, there was uh, we wanted we needed a new uh, pastoral center, a new uh, chancery building, 
we're currently living in two, actually three different buildings. We wanted to bring all the all the staff of the diocese together. Um, that was a, obviously a, a plan to a facility plan, and then the other facility plan we had was over at the uh, Catholic school in Rapid City to expand the lunchroom and cafeteria because we have the, the school has grown and we have uh, kids eating at very odd times from you know mid morning until early afternoon and we wanted to expand that area um, so that we could um, feed the kids in a more, in a more reasonable way. Um, and then there were three, uh, 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 I'm trying to think of three endowments that we we're going to create. One of those was uh, to for doing Native American ministry here in our diocese. One was to um, try to increase the, the endowment for the Catholic school to help with uh, tuition assistance and also to help with uh, teacher salaries. And then the third one was to increase the endowment for the priest retirement. So there were five components to the campaign mm. that all kind of grew out of our, our mission of our uh, diocesan priority plan and living that mission out. Well, and I think uh, listening to you, Father Mike, talk about this, it's make what I'm hearing is there is a lot that goes into running a diocese. There is a lot of yes. different components that go into running a diocese. So, how important is a campaign like this to the diocese? Well, you know, for for us, it's it's important because these are um, these are uh, aspects or dimensions of our diocese that are 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 there. They're not part of the day to day operations, but they're mm-hmm. but they're ways in which we're trying to push forward the vision we have for our diocese. And you're absolutely right. Um, there are so many dimensions and aspects of a diocesan ministry i mean everything from you know how you how the diocese reaches out and serves and supports parishes all the way up to these larger um, projects that you know are are really designed to benefit the whole diocese um you know there's a lot that goes into that and and uh in addition to that of course you have to have the sort of ongoing everyday operation of of uh, the diocese, just like any parish has to have the ongoing ordinary operations. So these campaigns become important in terms of, you know, um, inviting people to participate in that vision to give them a sense of of, of sharing in, in what what we're hoping to accomplish and how we hope to accomplish that. And we all know that part of, of living any mission, whether it's on a parish level, diocesan level, requires uh, facilities. It requires personnel. Uh, it requires um, materials for programs and activities and that sort of stuff. So there's, it is a complex um, thing, but a, a campaign becomes an essential component of that, at least from time to time. Father Mike, for our listeners, you know, in their respective dioceses who may have a similar diocesan appeal that happens every year, um, and maybe it's been a few months since they filled out a pledge card similar to the Living the Mission campaign, what sorts of things? as a pastor and in your own experience as a priest for many years, what ex- how can you give people a word of encouragement in keeping that pledge that they may have made, or even uh, maybe they're provoked now by hearing the good things that you're doing in mm-hmm. your diocese to make a contribution? How, how can you encourage somebody? What are some activities they can do to be enthusiastic about that good stewardship? And I'm thinking also in the way of prayer. What have you found helpful in all your years? Well, I, th- I think the first thing is, is there, there, I think we, we need to be open to the importance of uh, raising money for a diocese or for a parish. 
you know, I think a lot of times people get a, a, a sort of a negative or, or kind of a sour connotation when you talk about raising money, but we all know that we need financial resources to run anything in, in our diocese. I mean, you need financial resources to have a good soccer program or to have a, you know, a successful um, event that you plan, a wedding, I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and so to really encourage people to say, when, when, the, when the diocese says we're doing this campaign or our parishes are doing this campaign, to look and say, okay, to first of all have an openness that says, what's this about? And how does it fit into the mission or the vision or, you know, the larger picture of what it is that we're trying to do as a parish or a diocese? And, and to be open to that, not to... Um, um, get caught up in the being angry and frustrated because you're asking to give money again. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second thing is, when you, with that openness, you listen to what is presented, and then you really take that to prayer. I mean, every individual, I think, has to has to go to prayer and say, Lord, how do you want me to participate and be a part of this? And to, when you when you open yourself up to that and you ask, then you're going to find the answer. And the answer that you have can be many and varied because there might be a lot of different things that you're involved in or working on or being asked to participate in. And so you take it, you you hit it head on, you ask the questions, you gain the insight, you take that to prayer, you say, Lord, where is it that you want me to share the resources, the blessings you've given me? And then you make your choice. And once you've made a choice, you say, "I I have to be reasonable, I have to be sincere, and then I have to be willing to, you know, meet this pledge. Um, you know, I, I need have to be willing to continue to be faithful to what it is that I said I would do. So I, I just think a lot of it requires uh, an openness, not a, a suspicion or a fear, but rather saying, Lord, how do you want me to be a part of this? And I think with that prayer uh, foundation, um, then whatever decision you make is going to be a good decision. It's going to benefit the campaign and benefit you as an individual. Right. So if people still want to contribute to um, the living mission in Rapid City, where can they go to do that, Father? Well, they, obviously, the whole thing is run through parishes. So if someone is listening and saying, you know, I really want to get on board with this, uh, they just need to contact their pastor and say, I'm interested and willing, and I'd like to be a part of this, and uh, see how they can help. Thank you, Father Mike, for joining us. We'll continue to pray. Uh, pray for the fulfillment of the mission of the the Living the Mission campaign in the Diocese of Rapid City and for the mission of the church. God bless you, Father Mike. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, coming up next, Jolene Obergewicz will be on to share about the beauty of bringing children from broken homes to Christ. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. We have some exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus The Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the East at 3 p.m. and the new show Doctor Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. 
The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The Signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Carroll. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting this morning from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's going to be a beautiful day. We had nice rain showers last night and the sun is shining. And the, I, I'm assuming it's still shining. <laughs> yeah, and it's a beautiful time in the upper Midwest. Fortunately, prayers have been answered. A lot of our farmers have been able to uh, get a crop in and, and a lot of our areas. Yeah. Of course, our listening area is strong ag economy, so we want to support mm-hmm. all our farmers and their prayers and, and just thinking about their needs as well as all those who work the land, as our families and everyone in the church. Yeah, it would be a very stressful um, situation to be a farmer. I don't know how some of them do it. Well, uh, as a friend of mine says, there are no atheists in dry land farming. <laughs> and that same is true for wetland farming, too, where there's yeah, a lot of rain flooding. this year. We have a lot of flooding, and that's been a, a big source of stress for a lot of our, our farmers and people in the ag economy. Absolutely. Okay, well, we're heading on over. We're going to talk with Jolene Obergewich. Good morning, Jolene. Well, good morning. How are you? I'm great. The sun is shining. It's going to be 70 degrees, a beautiful day. Oh, beautiful. Well, tell us what you're on to talk with us about. Well, I have the privilege to talk to you a little bit about Home on the Range and some of the troubled kids that come to us, but then also how we help them heal their their wounds, their issues that they're struggling with, um, so they could be happy, healthy young men and women and return back to their communities. Wonderful. So for those who haven't heard of Home on the Range, where are you located? We're actually uh, the very far western corner of North Dakota, um, way past Bismarck, Dickinson, Medora, um, right on the border by Sentinel Butte. Uh, We have been here since 1949. Father Elwood Cassidy was our founder. And we are licensed for 36 boys and girls, ages 12 to 18. And those children are referred to us from the state across across the state of North Dakota. And we have an actual operating ranch, so we're here on about 1,400 acres in this natural, beautiful, wholesome environment, um, again, to, to help these kids heal with their, their traumatized issues and, and to be better people. Wow. Jolene, how long have you been working at Home on the Range and being a part of this experience or this uh, you know, organization that brings healing to those children in need? I have had the privilege to be here and celebrate my 20th anniversary. 
And it seems like just yesterday that I started here. I started as a part-time secretary for the foundation and worked my way up. But, you know, um, I think the people that work here at Home on the Range, they have a calling and a passion to help kids. Um, I'm not the long-timer here. We have staff that have been here 25, 30, and even 35 years. Wow. So great organization. So what you have... um based a lot of Home on the Range on a Catholic um, moral teachings and values. Can you expand a little bit on why you've decided to do that? Right. We just keep the tradition of, found. you know, Father Cassidy found us on the Catholic values, and he was actually um, asked the Diocese of Bismarck, you know, if they could oversee the ranch, and that's how we became under the auspices of the diocese. And so, we continue that Catholic tradition. Father Fonlender was our executive director for, you know, 30 to 40 years. And we actually have the most Reverend Bishop Kagan is the president of our board of directors. Monsignor um, Jean Lindemann serves on our board, as well as Father Dan Berg. And so we maintain that Catholic connection not only through leadership, but Father Dan Berg will have Mass here with the children in the chapel once a month. Our children are encouraged to attend St. John's Catholic Church in Beach or another church of their choice. But the, the main thing about the Catholic values is that we do everything with an act of love, mm. with compassion, with empathy, and instilling hope, um, giving them um, a sense of respect and making a personal connection with them and saying that there, there is hope for you. We are here to help you, and we know that the things are going to get better for you. So I think it's those Catholic values that we instill in our children and our staff that make us um, what we are today and then why we have been here for 70 years. Well, it's such a beautiful testimony, especially to when we talk about Catholic values, we think about all those great attributes of love that you just described, Jolene, but also truth and beauty and goodness and how the work of healing you do draws out those things in the lives of these young people so that they can live lives of faith, but also lives with God's love, knowing that they're loved by God and created by God with a plan for their lives. And uh, I'm so grateful for the work that you do there. You know, what are you mentioned how prayer and, and a chapel and mass is part of the opportunity for the kids to grow in their spiritual life. Um, is, are there daily prayers that the kids pray together at home on the range? There are many different things that the ki- children can do. Um, you know, summer's kind of busy right now. But um, the first thing that happens is our pastoral assistant will interview the child to see what his faith preference is, and so that we can mm. um, that we can uh, follow through with that. And what we're finding, unfortunately, is so many of our youth have no background, so they really have no idea what what faith really is. Um, but we have found that one way to reach these kids is through music, because they all love music. And so our pastoral assistant does many things around music. We have one young man who. Um, can play the electric guitar. Other couple kids are learning to play the guitar, um, the acoustic guitar. And they do go to church. We have, you know, weekly Bible studies. We have weekly prayer groups. But um, another thing that they found is that they, the peers, they like to be with each other mm. and as friends and as peers. And so we have found um, they have come up with a new group that the kids have kind of um, said what they want to learn, and they've named it Freedom Church. 
And so what our pastoral assistant does is a 30-minute Freedom Church. We had our first session this week, but it's kind of a a mini-church session. So he has uh, scripture readings, and they do a Bible study, and they have some prayers, and then he does a short um, liturgy, basically, you know, tying that all together so that they have some kind of connection um, to what they're hearing. And again, and with music, so if they could do things with music, and that's the connection. I mean, if you could do, like, testimonials and hear from our kids that when they do something at their level that they can relate to, it has a serious impact on mm-hmm. their daily life and what they their outlook. Um, we had Nick, who was here, um, he's still here with us, but uh, we took him and he spoke to a couple of our um benefactors recently, and he's only been here a short, you know, three, four months. He's only 15. Um, He didn't have any idea what God was, what faith was. He had no idea. And so he got involved with uh, the prayer groups, with uh, the Bible studies, and our pastoral assistant, and the, the spiritual program. And then he gained the confidence to talk about his life story. And if I could share what he's learned, he he has no family. He has one brother, but his brother's in some trouble as well. And it said, um, this young man, he was doing trouble. He had trouble in school. He wouldn't stay in school. He got introduced to drugs, and that became, he became addicted and had a hard time, came to home on the range, got involved with the spiritual department. And this is what he said, and I quote, I've learned that no matter how bad the situation you're in, you can get through it. God has overcame the world, so all these burdens I have, through him I can carry it and turn it into good. The thing I personally like most about Home on the Range is the support system I have here. Since my whole life, I haven't really had people I can go to for things I've had to do for myself. It was different, but I can relate to so many staff members to about a decent amount of things in my life. I may not have these people my whole life, but while I'm here, I will always ask them for help. End of quote. Wow. So these, this, this is the impact and the effect that we, our spiritual department can have on the kids. And once we have that relationship and that connection and then give them that seed of hope, you know, that's what we're planting is the seeds of hope and hope that once they get back to their community, their own churches and their own families will surround them with that love and that hope. And that's how... That's how they become successful. Wow, what a beautiful testimony. And especially yeah. that's a, the hope to have that conversion experience, which will you know, continue to strengthen them and as they grow and develop in their life of faith. You know, Jolene, there's so much we, t- we talk about a lot here on, on Real Presence Live about the dignity of every human person and how they can you know, experience that transformation and how God can be a part of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many parts of our lives, whether it's emotional or psychological healing. Are there helps to help the, the students along with that as well so that they get the proper care they need at home on the range? Right. So, so the first thing, um, there are several things that we can do as adults, um, and the first is role modeling. And so that is, you know, caring about each other as coworkers, um, helping each other out. And so I think when our students see that, oh, they're not just another staff to tell me what to do, they actually are friends, they work together, they want the best thing for me. And then also as us as staff is to not judge each other and show respect for each other and have relationships but with each other. But that also, you know, that works across ways through all of our staff, but also, we practice that with our own, the children that are here. 
you know, we don't want to judge them. We didn't have to walk in their shoes. We didn't have to experience any of the tragedy and the trauma that they have gone through. So let's not judge them, but let's help them. So instead of saying, why are you acting this way? Because we don't know what they're going through. Instead, you know, we are very compassionate, uh, very empathetic in saying, what happened to you? How can I help you? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what didn't happen for you and I can help you? And so it's showing that respect and that um, non-judgmental things, but then forming those relationships with them and saying, you know, I really want to connect with you. I want to have a relationship with you and help. And whether it's through the spiritual department or through the treatment programs or even just a personal relationship, I mean, that's what we're showing, that we make that connection because there is people that care about you. And uh, just yesterday, um, that came through. We had a, a young man who was with us two years ago, and he was on his way through, and he stopped to say hi. And he was asking about the staff that were still here, mm-hmm. you know, because he had that personal connection. He had those relationships with those staff, and he wanted to stop and say, hey, look, I'm doing well. I'm maintaining a full job. I got a car, and now I'm even taking care of my dad who has some health issues. Right. So these are the things that I think that keep us here, and it keeps us motivating, knowing that we make such a difference in these young people's lives, even two years later that they stop and say, hey, look at me, look how well I'm doing, thank you, thank you for what you did for me. So it's all those things that, you know, about the human dignity, that's that what we practice. Mm -hmm. And we hear that so often from our boys and girls when they leave, you know, they say, and they'll be honest and they'll say, I didn't like it when I was there, but (laughs) now that I'm out and I have a family of my own, I know what you were talking about, and I'm so grateful that you were there for me, that you were hard on me. Well, Jolene, we've ran out of time. It's been a pleasure talking with you, and what a great ministry that you are involved with. Um, Again, for those that are just tuning in, it's Home on the Range, and we're talking with Jolene. Thank you for joining us, Jolene. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. Wonderful mission that you have up there. All right, Father, that ends our Real Presence Live for the day, but let's hear what's happening tomorrow. So we're going to head up to Fargo with Aaron. You got it. Thanks, guys. Tomorrow's wonderful edition of Real Presence Live. We've got Father James Gross and Father Jason Lepfer. They'll be our host. In the first hour, we will hear about the Religious Freedom Week coming up June 22nd to 29th from Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. Also, the fathers will be ready for questions about faith during Straight Talk. In the second hour, we'll have Joe Rutten, the executive director of the Faith and Business Conference, to talk about bringing faith and business together and previewing that event they have coming up in August. Also, fun events in the local listening area during the 10-minute tour. Kathy Nesset, the owner of Nesset Consulting in Tioga, will share about a beautiful event with farming and the oil industry. Also, you won't want to miss the final interview with Kevin Dunn, the filmmaker of Fiddle Flaws, a film on gaining a new perspective on the dignity of every human life from conception to natural death. All that coming up here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. All right. Another busy morning for Real Presence Live. (laughs) Looking forward to a great day tomorrow and just celebrating God's blessings upon the world. Well, shall we pray? Absolutely. It's been a wonderful morning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the glory of this day, and we ask that you would pour forth the gifts of the Holy Spirit upon your church. Strengthen us in wisdom and love. 
Help us live accordance to your truth and give us all the gifts of God's grace each and every day. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.